Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of The Beat, presented by BetMGM. I am Brendan Quinn, here with Nick Baumgartner, of course, and a very special guest today. Uh, it's March, Brendan. On, on, it is March, and it's uh, we got the guest, new book author, fellow St. Joe's grad, <laughs> handsome man, Joe Lenardi. Joe, what's up, man? And I hope I can live up to that introduction. Uh, wait, now I think I already have. Uh, you, you know, I, I looking at you guys and thinking about how far in particular Brendan has come. Nick, I don't know as much yeah. about your background. Um, you, you know, I'm not sure that the right guy has a book yet. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good oh, point. Geez. I mean... <laughs> Mine's pretty boring, all things considered, <laughs> compared to Brendan. And, and obviously, this is no way, you know, to sell a book saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just as as another aside, because you know, I do get introduced on a fair number of these this time mm-hmm. of the year. Like just once, like welcome to our podcast, and today we have a very ordinary guest, <laughs> and that is so and so and so and so and so and so, because like. You know, we, yes, thank you. I feel very special. You are special. You're a good man. <laughs> Look, here, I mean, here's... You come here, from good stock. There it is. Exactly. Yeah, somewhat. You know, I don't know about my brother, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he um, wasn't part of the conception. Well, that's a good point, too. I'm just saying, you know, I think he kind of taints the waters of the uh, of the family. But, uh, <laughs> no, Joe, I say you're special. Everywhere. Because, uh, you know, you have a book out. This is literally the launch date of it. It's called Bracketology. I can't imagine where you came up with the title. But, um, you know, you did, you know, you and you and Jerry Palm basically invented something that is, you know, separately, but kind of at the same time, you kind of came, the the term is certainly more associated with you, but this idea of projecting the the bracket, um, you know, something that's just now totally commonplace that's like part of our nomenclature that is like it is ingrained in every aspect of college basketball. This idea of what is the bracket going to look at? It's a constant conversation. It wasn't this way forever. And for you to be somebody who like can have something like that, you know, attached to you is that's not normal, Joe. So uh, <laughs> congratulations on, on all of that. And um, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, I appreciate that, and you're right. It is it is not normal in in all kinds of ways. Uh, I, I I try to explain to people what these two or three weeks are like, mm. like just the human part of it, <laughs> and like even the people closest to me, including you know like blood relatives under the same roof. 20 plus years in like don't really fully get where my head has to go to do this. And and I'm not saying that like in, in a critical, like yeah. it's, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And, and this year has, you know, obviously presented a host of different challenges for all of us in and around the game. And, you know, I've been to three live games. Yeah. Right. And like normally it would be 103 or whatever. It would be a lot. 
mm-hmm. and you guys, I'm sure, in a similar situation. Uh, and y- y- you know, so I'm 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 hunkered down. I'm not at the network this year in Connecticut. I'm 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 in an <coughs> undisclosed location, <laughs> and uh, and you know, like I get, hey, would you like us to come down for the weekend? You know, we'll bring food. We'll bring the dog. Oh, we'll, we'll have dinner. <laughs> you know, maybe if you get a break, we could even have a glass of wine. Like normal human things, right? Mm-hmm. And I love my family. And I love my <laughs> children. I just don't love them now. <laughs> because the, the, anyone, like, well, I might make an exception. If Scarlett Johansson knocked on the door... <laughs> She would be in the way. Like, I need to be totally, like, locked in. And really, the only free time is, like, in the morning when I get up and have my coffee before the phone starts ringing. And I'm not complaining. And no one could go at this pace year-round. But this is a very long answer. supposed to be promoting the book, right? (laughs) Um, But this is what I, I hope the book is, in a way. Right. Because, like, I've been approached before uh, about this. And and maybe in another life, I would have been approached, you know, by you or someone who knows, or maybe volume two. But, like, I didn't really want the book to be about me because I wouldn't read a book about me. (laughs) Like, I'm a reasonably engaging guy. And I think. You know, and that's good, but like, so what, <laughs> right? But but David Smale, who did a great job with this, and and pushing me, frankly, which was needed. Uh, he said it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about what Brendan was talking about, which is like, where did this come from? Racketology. Right. How did it become so synonymous with almost everything we do? In, in covering college basketball and kind of melding that with the evolution of the tournament. Hopefully sure. that's what the book is about. And uh, early responses seem to be favorable. And, you know, I've never done this before, so I don't really know what to expect. Uh, but I have to say, you know, it got the first manuscript from David in July, we spent hours and hours and hours on the phone in April and May, you know, because let's face it, we didn't have anything else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then I spent about a month or so like making it sound like me, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, because I I know nobody believes this, but like I was a writer at one point, (laughs) you know, before corrupted by, you know, the digital age. And um, I, I'm I'm happy with it. Like, as a, I'm happy with it because yeah. I think it takes the subject seriously, reasonably seriously, with, without taking me mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm not worthy of that. Like, I'm just a fan with a bracket <laughs> who happens to be, you know, pretty, I think, articulate at explaining the nuances of this process to people who had no window into it before. And I think the best way to explain the evolution to you youngsters is like, 
if you were to look at the questions I got in 1996, Brendan, versus the ones I get now, 25 years later, like that wasn't even like bracketology 101. Like that was bracketology pre-K. Right. And now sure. I'm getting, now the questions are like, you know, AP bracketology four. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it, like, like the world has moved in terms of its knowledge and understanding of all this. And I think if there, you know, is any legacy of all this, uh, other than my, you know, charm and rape your wit, <laughs> it would be, uh, it would be that that we have been largely responsible for putting the light on that process and bringing it out into the open, for better or worse. That's for others to judge. 1996 is that the first? Is that correct? The first year that this became Joe an official sort of. This is what we're doing here, or an experiment, I guess. Is that the the start date, or yeah, we're, somewhere in there? There's a little bit of uh, ambiguity over whether ESPN.com ran mm-hmm. the first Joe Lenardi bracket in '95 or '96. So it, it, it you were you were making them for Blue Ribbon before that, correct? Right. The first right. Blue Ribbon postseason edition was '95. Chris Dorch and I have figured that out. Uh, but we're n- nobody like none of the editors I was with at that time at ESPN.com, which wasn't even called yeah, ESPN, right. and nor was it based in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It was outsourced to it. The tech guys in Seattle at a place called Starwave, um, <laughs> you know, which I and, and that's great. It's probably like been 17 different coffee shops. By yeah, now. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that all for the better. Um, <laughs> somewhere in there, they published my like February one year, like a plain text HTML. Here are some pairings. And, you know, it didn't take long for people to start going there, drilling down. You had to really search to find it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you but know, the lunatics that, would find it. Correct. Correct. Right. Uh, and, and it, it was, it was quite a few years later before, like they actually made it its own page and a picture and click here for more info and blah, 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 blah. And, and I could, you know, hire some other people to do some, you know, now we would call it multi-purpose in content. Uh, <laughs> I think in those days we said, what else can we throw at this wall and hope it sticks? Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, what's interesting, Joe, yeah. from then to now, Right. You know, this idea of back then, you know, you had a a very good understanding of basically historical norms, what the committee typically did. You did your homework, right? You reached out to people on the committee and kind of learned the process and you really understood the RPI and you really kind of just understood all these things, right? So that made you unique in that you were able to make a bracket, right? Now with metrics being just a totally different thing than they were 20 years ago. And no question. Everyone's an, everyone's an expert. Everyone can come up with their own philosophies of how, you know, this is going to be sorted out. What, how do you kind of explain your process now in terms of the, you using those metrics, you using your opinion, right? Um, and all those elements of how it's changed. Well, I think if, if there's a secret and, and you know, we, there's a couple chapters on this. I mean, it, it, it boils down to like every year at noon on selection Sunday, somebody in the room faxes me the bracket. 
And then I just put it out and I tweak it a little so I'm not 100% right because who likes that guy? Right? Um, I knew it. You and Warlock were in cahoots the whole time. Oh, yeah. Best buds we are. We are are breaking it open here, folks. Like, the biggest, to answer that question, I think involves addressing probably the biggest misconception. And that Mm -hmm. is that, and and now look, it's March 2nd. For the network, I'm going to be updating the bracket. It's going to feel like every 45 minutes. Sure. If you don't like where your team is, it's like a cloudy day. Just wait Mm -hmm. and it'll either get sunny or it'll rain. Right. It'll change. But, but you know, each one of those updates, if I'm doing my job correctly, right, is what I think the committee would do with this set of facts as a snapshot. Yeah. Not At what I moment. would do if I were one of the 10 voters, right? Mm-hmm. Like I might say, well, you know, last two teams are Drake and Duke. Let's just say, because that could happen, right? And it's mm-hmm. literally, um, you, you know, I, I I might really want to do Drake because, you know, I tend to, if I have a bias, it's kind of toward the mid-major that's had a great year and maybe had a little tough luck at the end or what have you. But I might believe historically, politically, realistically that they're going to take Duke. Mm -hmm. So what is my job at that point? Like there's a hundred other people on TV at every outlet saying what they think should happen based upon their basketball or other philosophies could be analytic, could be anecdotal. Mm -hmm. Sure. My job is to say what they're going to do. Right. Right. And Almost every year when I sit back in April or May or whatever and kind of look, look, I average in 25 years, I average about a team and a half being off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go back and I look, not in the moment, mm-hmm. but I, you know, take a breath, you know, walk around the block a couple times, whatever. And, and I say, uh, like, what, what were they looking at that I wasn't looking at? And a lot of times it's like, it was so close. It was a coin flip. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. I go, okay, I called tails. It came up heads. It happens. Right. I don't think I'm going to get hung for that. Mm -hmm. But there have been times when I've gone back and if I look at it, honestly, I can say, you know what? That's what I wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what I, because we're all human. Right. 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 It may not be on the piece of paper. It may not be part of an observation. It may just be some internal bias and they have it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you go, man, eh, I can see what they were thinking there. And then every, every few years I go, they just effed up. <laughs> and, and I they were wrong. I was right. Yeah. Like I'll go, I'll go, you know what? They're human. Like I've looked at this and I'm not like new in town. Like I've done this for a while. <laughs> you know, I think with some credibility mm-hmm. and I'll go, yeah, if they met again, I'll bet they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mm. Like they, they, they were just, they, they, they blew it. And, and I've had committee members 
occasionally after their time off the committee like say yeah or i didn't vote that way or blah 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 right and and because like you get any 10 people at any moment in time and ask them if they like chocolate vanilla or butter pecan and you're probably going to get a different answer every time right and that's okay that's okay because the tournament is foolproof from that point of view because the teams we're talking about i'm not saying it's not critically important who the last few teams are i'm just saying none of them are winning the national championship yeah right right it's sure. incredibly important to their programs because like not every program is built to win a national mm-hmm. championship in fact the vast majority them, yeah. are not mm-hmm. yeah so so i i don't take it any less seriously i'm just like okay it didn't ruin the tournament that tulsa got in and saint bonaventure didn't right and now we're talking 2016 and the simple answer to that choice is they were wrong mm-hmm. and not by a little actually yeah that was maybe one of the worst kick calls in my years but the fact that there's only been a handful of them in 20 or 25 years i think is actually a a a, a pretty good testament for the committee i'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up and far be it for me to blow smoke in there like it's my job to be kind of the watchdog of all this mm-hmm. uh, uh and you know okay they kicked one right i'm glad you brought that up joe because i'm i'm wondering here and i've been wondering for a minute over the 25 years of doing this and maybe longer, like what for you constitutes like a hornet's nest of a situation that you have to sort of get through or what, or, or were there a few, you mentioned there haven't been that many, but what are a few over the years that stick out in your mind as years that were particularly difficult or challenging or anything like that? What, what are a few maybe that would stick out in your head? Well, sometimes I just have logistical challenges like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. because of of what other commitments might be going on in my life, right? Like places I have to be right. or, right. you know, real jobs I used to have <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, Hornet's Nest? Like this, yeah, like, for anyone listening, this has not. This is not your full-time job and hasn't been for the last 25 years. You've had... Well, it is now. Real world. But it, for the last 25 years, you had a Correct. real world job. Right? Correct. Like I had a real job at St. Joe's that was non-sports. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. You know, it was a pretty big job being the spokesperson for a university. And, you know, sometimes right. we would occasionally <clears throat> have a campus mishap and it would require attention. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, I mean, far fewer in the modern era, Nick, you know, yeah. since Brendan. Right. He's great. He's gone now. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I think we're coming up on 11 years straight now with no burning couch being thrown out a window. So we're <laughs> better about some things. But. Yeah. Well, there's a hornet's nest for yeah. you. Brennan, like the years when I worked there and we were on the bubble were a nightmare. Mm. Yeah. Because there's no winning play for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no winning play. <laughs> period. And thank God we had like an unbelievably normal coach and athletic director who understood if I said, Yeah, you're 71. Right. Right? Because right. some right. schools would have gone, no. uh, you know, on the 1st and the 15th, we're sending you a nice check. <laughs> right. And, and they wouldn't have been wrong. Right. 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 And, and in fairness, the folks in Bristol understood that I would be fair and never. Well, I was actually the true story. I was criticized for one bracket in 25 years. 
that I made a change after being called by an editor one time in 25 years. And how many brackets a year go up? Mm -hmm. Do the math. Brendan, Which was it? January of 04. I didn't make us a one. Oh, mm. God. And everyone so you, else. Had, while working as a the university spokesman, you did not have St. Joe's as the one seat. I just they were two it was coming off the Delonte game at Xavier. Yep. Right. Like like clearly they were, you know, if not one of the top four knocking on the door yeah. of the top four. And I'm just sitting there. It was Martin Luther King Day. In my you and Billy Packer on the phone, oh bad mouth in no. the school. <laughs> Always my in those days, my favorite day of the season because I could go to the office and do basketball all day, but the school was closed. <laughs> so nothing would happen that would take my attention yeah. away from basketball. Right? And don't tell Pam. I told I never told her we were off that day all those years. <laughs> I would just go in, you know, yeah, right. nine to seven, do my thing and <laughs> Go to Hawk Talk or whatever. Um, and, you, you know, I sent in St. Joe's as a two, and God bless, Ron Buck, who's now a slot guy at .com, he calls me, he says, don't you think St. Joe's is one of the four best teams? I said, absolutely. He said, well, so what's this two in the East or whatever it was? I said, I just can't. I can't be the first one to do that. Mm. Be, be, yeah, yeah. It's the bad idea. It's just a bad idea. And he said, well, you you make your best call. We've got your back. Mm. And I moved him up because yeah, that's right. what I really thought. Yeah. And, you know, they pretty much stayed there because they have lost the game. Right, they didn't lose. <laughs> you know, and for, for any novice bracketologists out there who want to know, like, what's a good way to hold on to a number one speed? Don't lose. Never lose. <laughs> <laughs> Very handy. Right. True story, Brendan. True story. That's good stuff. Um, the before uh, I mean we were on a tight thirty minutes here, and we uh, we got to pick your brain on Michigan State. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it we are recording this late morning Tuesday, March second. Michigan State plays Indiana tonight. Yep. Big game, Pretty and then big. they have two games you, against Michigan. The national this schedule is tonight game. is outrageous. Really good, by the way. Really yes. good. Maybe the yes. best of the year in terms of impact games. Absolutely. So there's a lot of debate going around over mm -hmm. here on what Michigan State has to do. Do they do they have to beat Michigan in one of those games? Is a win over Indiana and a win in Indianapolis in the first in their first Big Ten tournament game potentially enough? Where do you kind of fall on on all this? I, my view after the. Uh, Illinois, Ohio State wins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really looking at it and, and understand you try and analyze just one team and not any of the others that impact them can always be faulty. But sure. there's a fair amount of attention on the certain team or two that rhymes with Sparty and rhymes with Duke. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I get it. I thought then that Michigan State had to win two more games. Never occurred to me that they would lose to Indiana because they're not going to. Yeah. Indiana is, I mean, I may eat my words, but I think they're toast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I thought, had, had they won Sunday at Maryland, I thought they were, it was over. Like they were. Right. So now, you know, I'm not saying they can't get one of the Michigan games. They absolutely mm -hmm. can. I mean, but Michigan's better. Yeah. 
Like if they played best of seven on a neutral court, Michigan would probably win in five. Mm-hmm. Is is how I look at it. Is mm-hmm. is this week going to be one of the five? Maybe. Right. Who knows? But I wouldn't bank on it from an at-large perspective. I'd say you know win the win the home game against Indiana, right? And then, I, like as long as that first round game isn't Nebraska, yeah, you know, or may I guess Northwestern could be a non-gainer, also. But it's looking like they'd be probably in like the eight-nine. Yeah, game, so they're going to play a better, real which. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it would likely be a a, a Rutgers, maybe a Maryland, right, something right. like that. And and that that's the game they want to be in mm-hmm. because if they were playing, you know, and it could only hurt them. And then they got to right. go out and play a lose lose game and turn around twenty four hours later to play the game they have to win. I just right. assume not play the other game, mm-hmm. right? So right. yeah, I, bottom line. Two more wins, and I don't think there's any question they'll be in the tournament. Really? Barring okay. a significant number of bid stealers elsewhere. I'm not okay. saying they avoid the first four. Yeah. It depends okay. on who they yeah. lose to in the conference tournament and how, and what a lot of others do. But heck, we may have a first four of Duke, Indiana, Michigan State, and North Carolina. Talk about it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Welcome <laughs> people back to the tournament. <laughs> Right. I think there was like a global <laughs> pandemic going on to create uh, something like that. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta make that happen. Like, like, like I have an active fantasy life, and that's not in it. Like, that's <laughs> nuts. that is nuts. We it's do nuts. not want to know no. about your active fantasy life, Joe. Oh, sure you do. Here, oh, here we so- go. Because you talked about the book, but you didn't. You didn't do the. You didn't do the Joey Brackett's bobblehead. A bobblehead. Bobble how about wow. that? You look a lot, lo- a lot younger on that bobblehead. I don't know how accurate was that made in like two thousand. No, no, no. Or this something? is brand new. And, and, yeah, and it does and, look younger and, there. Yeah, for sure. It looks like Tony Bennett. <laughs> some of our, some of our colleagues at the alma mater have suggested that it is actual size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. How good is that? And one of them might, you know, be your sister-in-law. So I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. It is great, isn't it? Speaking of the alma mater, you'll be happy to know that while you have to deal with like your real life stuff during the tournament, uh, that has often involved St. Joe's, whether it's calling a game or your actual job. While uh, going through the tournament uh, coverage this year, I am on the side working on a story about St. Joe's track for the alumni magazine as a favor for (laughs) death. Good wow. for you. What are you charging? I, I hope. Well, all right. So, so what now? We got less than a minute. So, there's only five people on earth who will under. This came in the mail this week. Oh, geez. That's how great is that? <laughs> how great is that? So, so wait, is a, can you want to explain that for anyone listening? Because yeah, this is not a TV video. show, Joe. Yeah. I know. I know. All right. It's a, it's a shirt in tribute to the best ever campus bar which is no longer mm. at uh st joe's but uh, let's just say that at least one of the people on this call got their number retired <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the listeners guess uh, which one how's that how good is that <laughs> this, this was this was bound to end with very obscure references that no one knows what the hell we're talking about ah, so let's just... it's, a, it's 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 you know it's ubiquitous yeah there you go and other go. things. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> perfect place to Ooh. leave that. And just perfect ambiguity to everyone. Just very confused. Let's just leave them that way. Exactly so, right. uh, Joseph, my man, 
I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Well, good good luck in your travels. We always ask people for restaurant recommendations because to support their local restaurants, throw throw me one for Drexel Hill. Throw me one for Ocean City. Ocean City, Kessel's Corner, reopens March go. 11th. Oh, Selection up. Thursday. There you go. It's going to be the official <laughs> black and white shake of the bunker. And uh, at home, well, well I got to go with Pika's. boy. That is I mean, a phenomenal pizza. Square pizza with the tomato sauce on top of the cheese. Can't oh, there you go. Can't, Cannot can't, beat it. Can't beat it. And Brent, I got to leave you with this. Because, like, of all the cool things that have happened over the years in bracketology, and this this won't earn me a dime, but I am just, like, jacked. And it's in your other wheelhouse. WGC Match Play Selection Show. Oh, wow. Okay. The bracket revealed. You? Guess really? Oh. Guess who's going to be the match? Oh, God. <laughs> How cool is that? I'm like, I'm like... You just fall ass backwards into these things. Joey Brackets. Like, you know, it's like 14.5. <laughs> like, you know, I have a tree named after me, Atlanta. You know, like, come on. That's hey, right. When I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I visit home this summer, get out there. I haven't, oh, I haven't been on the grounds do. of Lanark in forever. I would love to. And it's been, it's been redone. It's spectacular. And it was pretty good. I, I will come back. I will come back to play a redone Lanark this year. I will come back the following summer to play a redone Cobb's Creek. There it is. Let's hope. How about that? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. About that. All right. Joe, Later. let's get you out of here so you can go to work. See you, Nick, boys. you go right about the Lions. And listeners out there, be sure to tip your bartenders and servers. Later.